the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Now we have to fucking talk about racing. We're going to watch a car race, Michael. It's when nerds try and be cool. I think you've done brilliantly. Good podcasting. Hi, I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. Checo flying through the air. With a hole in the side of his car, it, leaking out all the Red Bull ingredients. My heart. Taurine, yeah. carbonated water, yes. sugar. Look, rumours were abound that Checo would retire in Monaco. And boy, were they correct. Well, the rumour was that he would retire from F1 in well, uh, in Mexico. He well, said I Monaco. Mean, Whereas sorry, actually Mexico, what happened... Sorry that uh, F1 retired him. Well, and he retired himself. Charles Leclerc retired him. Flying all that way. And then you're going, you spend, he, it's a home race for him. And they bring out that big, stupid helmet. They had a big helmet going around Mexico City. The bit before the race where there were some haunted children <laughs> singing a Mexican <laughs> hymn. And there was a crescent of children all singing their creepy song and then he was stood in the middle of the crescent and then all of his friends and colleagues were stood behind the children wearing sunglasses completely unmoved (laughs) and he was standing there it was like watching somebody who had been forced to attend their own funeral (laughs) it was all that pressure can you imagine that pressure that pressure you've been chunking it all season long and max is so far ahead of you he's won the constructors championship for you Mm. And you have to go to your home race to prove your worth. And then right before you go out for the drive, literally, of your life, you're on the tightrope, you're on tenter hooks. everything rests on this race. And right before you go in the car, someone goes, hey, do you mind just singing with some kids? <laughs> do, you mind just, do you mind just miming along with some little children for, for, for two minutes? A, a cappella as well. It wasn't like they had the, a big band behind it. It was just some kids going, la, 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 so whatever it was. Why? Can you, the indignity, the insult yeah. to your career that right before you have to save your life, you have to go out like 
like the end of church. He didn't look like he was enjoying it. No, and he wasn't singing as well. No, he wasn't. I don't was he. I don't think he was meant to be singing, was he? Yeah, you meant to sing along with your national anthem, aren't you? Was that what that was? It was yeah. a national anthem. But he's allowed to not sing when he's about to. He was like, "Can we hurry this race up? I've got to go and crash." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but he couldn't even remember not to. It's like three cars. They're all. I mean, I don't, why be that zealous in the first moment of a race? that you need, I think he thought he needed to win it, but in thinking that he needed to win it, he didn't remember that he had to finish it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like the, that he was so <laughs> hell bent on winning the race yeah. that he didn't think about, I should probably just stay in it. It wasn't Charles's fault. No, well, no, no. But it, we've been saying this for the whole life of Dirty Air, which is as soon as you big up your presence and go, I've got to win this. You're going to have a race like he had. And they spent, and if I were Red Bull with Checo in his position and in his like mental state, I would go, and, and someone goes, hey, why don't we make a big fuck off helmet mm. <laughs> that says never give up, which Checo, sorry, but when you're going to put that on your helmet, you're going to have to give up. Mm. And they went, should we make a big helmet and just drive it around the city? Or should we just lay low and let him crack on with the race? Because what I would have expected from this race weekend was that Daniel Ricciardo, mm -hmm. after qualifying in fourth, would, yeah. after like not being able to wipe his gorgeous smile off of his face, uh, saying, oh, but I feel like I'm bursting into tears. I feel like I'm crying. I'm just so happy. I, I've never seen anybody more guaranteed of just bursting into flames mm -hmm. on turn one. But luckily, I think it's, it's fate God, some sort of spirit that controls all these things. The FIA. Don't, the, the FIA, yeah. yeah. Mohammed bin Suleiman. Uh, he brings in the huge helmet and then the F1 Lord decides you have to explode now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think the need for Sergio's descent down into the F1 grave was more important to the spiritual overlords than making Danny suffer this weekend. Remember a couple of races ago where they brought Checo in and then they read between the lines and were like, oh, actually, we can send him back out. They should have sent him back out in that big helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing 20 miles an hour. Like like Mr. Bean chasing that trotters, the three-legged, whatever it was. They should have sent, like, it was... And also, when he left his... There's no greater metaphor. And I know we joke a lot about, you know, everything on here, but it is quite heartbreaking to see this in real time, like witnessing someone like he cut that corner. He turned in so early on that corner. It was inevitable. Like he was choking under the pressure. Oh yeah. But then if I start thinking about it in those terms, if I start to think about those, not just Checo, but every single one of those 20 men is at the very apex of their whole life's effort and everything that means something to them is happening in those 71 laps around Mexico, I sort of can't deal with any of them not winning. So I have to remove the idea of them as humans who can suffer and just think about them as these little cartoon fun people. But watching the, the human element of Sergio Perez suffering oh, today was hard to watch. It really hurt my heart. Because he's a nice enough bloke, isn't he? Yeah. He's and, and he's also, he's the little engine that could, but now mm. he's the little engine that can't. He's the little engine that didn't. <laughs> he's the little <laughs> engine that just won't finish races. <laughs> the little engine that didn't, hasn't, and won't because oh. he isn't allowed. But there is no greater metaphor for a, for a Formula One career that I've seen quite recently, which was all the drivers having to avoid that little bit of 
his wing <laughs> just left on the track with the with the safety car and everyone's like oh for yeah. god's sake check like out. a rapper pouring hennessy on the ground for their fallen homies <laughs> just gonna leave a little bit of wing on the track i think helmet should have bought you know like when a dog shits on the carpet and you have to rub his nose in it you know i think they helmet should have done that with that wing just taking check out and go look what you did look what you did is the giant helmet that they got out is that helmet's car and it's like helmet's a funny hel- helmet's helmet helmet's helmet helmet's helmet is like um uh, it's like an 80s tv show isn't it yeah, yeah welcome yeah. back to helmet's helmet um i want to talk very quickly about the booing um, of the booing of, of, of everyone. Everyone's been getting booed. For I didn't get booed. Weeks. No, I haven't been booed. But, but the boo. You've been booed. Um, do you think, okay, my first question is, do you think Lewis misses getting booed? Um, because that's when you know you're winning. When you get big cheers, it's because you're not doing great. I don't think he really thinks about it. I, I think he's very, I don't think he really cares about anybody who's there. I think he's had to learn to pretend to care. Yeah. So, ah, uh, well done to everybody. Thanks for all the people back in the garage and all the support out. He's like robotic, like to pretend to care about these people. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think he was a shit. I think he just liked to, he'd like to win, definitely. But he doesn't care about the crowd in Mexico. Because well, Max had a go at the fans this week because they were booing last week because the, the hashtag USGP. Yeah. Because um, Max won and everyone was booing because Checo didn't win. And I think this time last year or 2021, when Lewis was getting booed in the Netherlands, Max was like, oh yeah, booing just happens. Yeah, it's just something that happens. And this week he went, now booing's very bad. We must all stop the booing. Oh, you found a little bit of hypocrisy, have Mm -hmm. you? A little bit of a loophole. You love a little bit of Red Bull hypocrisy, don't you? And then Charles got booed at the end and he went, there's a lot of booing happening. And everyone's going to go on the TV tomorrow and go, Booing's bad. Let's stop booing. But if you're going to make Formula One, the Kardashians, mm. the type of people that boo mm. are going to come to the races. It's just part of this. It's just part. That's where we are now. That's not. That's, I don't really under. But also, that's good. It's good that people are booing. Yeah. Booing is good. Yeah. Like sort that means of. that. Pe- well, it is. It's just it's like means that people like you can't take it personally if you're a sports person. It means that you, the person that, you know, you are yeah. negatively affected the person that I'm cheering for. And if we've all got, it's your, it's your job to be cheered for. It's your job to like have people get behind you. You are, it's a spectator sport and people want to spectate on sport because of the competition and people get invested in competition because somebody loses and somebody wins and somebody that they were invested in winning wins and somebody that they, and if they don't, if it's somebody they don't like wins and they boo, it, it makes perfect sense. It just means that the sport is working. I want to be be able to boo um, the people on the grid walk, the celebrities. Oh, Gordon Ramsay's here. You can go, yeah, I, I, I bet he likes fast cars. Yeah. But when they get to Orlando Bloom, coked off his nut in Monaco, just, <laughs> yeah, do I talk? they've got a new movie coming out. <clears throat> we should all be able to go boo. Yeah, well, they did quite like, I mean, I, I've ne- personally never taken coke. It's not my drug of choice i think i'd be a nightmare on it to be honest but um i did admire his tenacity but he just did like you he know was he's, very, he's very keen he's just a 45 year old bloke having a good life with loads of money and like yeah it's a shit i don't like formula one but you know somebody asked me to be here and gave me some coke and now i'm here <laughs> got a movie coming out watch it or don't i get his shit Boo. see you later and and they had to hire bodyguards um for for this week for max had bodyguards did he which i find weird that he doesn't always have bodyguards i would always have if someone just went hey do you want bodyguards i'm like what what, what? just when i walk home from gigs yeah i would 100 percent take bodyguards 
I'd feel too much like I had to make conversation with them. I'd use them for... And I'd just risk dying. I'd use them for things like if I think I've cooked some chicken that's undercooked. Mm. That's when bodyguards would really come in handy. <laughs> like, can you just taste this? Tell me if it's undercooked. But you'd have to make them jump horizontally in front of you with yeah. their mouth open and throw the raw chicken into their mouth. Oh, yeah. And they go, no. But it's weird to me that F1 drivers, how famous they are, that they don't always have a bodyguard. Surely they do. This, the, the Formula One events have security, don't they? Mm -hmm. It's going to be, you know. And imagine how big security guards look next to Formula One drivers. I know, and that's the thing. It's a really good market for medium-sized bodyguards. I could be Max's See? bodyguard. Yeah, I could be. I could easily be Sonoda's bodyguard. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's we we look, we're all about jobs. Let's we're in a cost of living crisis. People are losing their jobs. Let's give some five foot eight bodyguards the chance to feel like a giant. I would love that. Yeah. Thank you so you're going to be Sonoda's bodyguard. Yeah, I'm who gonna are you going to be? I'll yeah. be Lewis's bodyguard. But really, I'd just be walking his dog. <laughs> um, also, uh, after the re so we recorded last week's podcast straight after the race, and as we finished, Lewis and Charles got disqualified. So everything we're saying right now is just working on the assumption that these results stay the same. We, we, we actually, uh, Leclerc was. They said he's going to be investigated at the end of the race. So um, just for posterity. Leclerc really, really did well to finish in uh, third today. Yeah, it really, really did. did well to finish in fourth. Sorry today, that Leclerc. Lewis got disqualified. Oh man, Leclerc in fifth. Yeah, couldn't believe it. I can't believe Checo crashed his car and still finished in fifth place. Isn't <laughs> yeah. that incredible? <laughs> I don't know what the results are. These are just the results at the time of recording. But it does mean that Logo Sargo became the first American in thirty years to get points. And F one made a whole big hoopla. Logan's in the points. That's the most depressing way to find out that you've got points. Oh, did he just find out after the fact because he'd been sort of bumped up a few levels? Yes, yeah. because Charles and Lewis were gone and they went, hey, Lo Logo, we've got some... I don't know, I don't think anyone else calls him Logo, but well, we they, do. They must. Yeah. We've, we've had an effect in the, in the Formula One uh, programming, haven't we, we noticed? Hey, last week... Last week. We said that the Formula One, uh, they need to stop calling it Battle for 16th. Mm-hmm. We talked, we they talked, listened, they listened, they acted. <laughs> we talked, they listened, and, and now you can enjoy your Sky F1 broadcast giving you chasing. Chasing for 13. The new battle. It it's works. Just, it's just chasing, yeah, it is. We and know is you listen. We know you listen, F1, They do listen. While you, while you fix rules and change race results. Yeah, NSFW. There was also no penalty... I, so this is really funny. So after qualies yesterday, Verstappen, Hamilton, Alonso, Russell, Norris and Joe were all under investigation. Mm. And the FIA just went, yeah, yeah, no, there's no nothing. That is, it's literally like they went end of the season. They just went, oh, fuck it. It must be a lot of paperwork. Oh, just. Do you reckon there's a lot of paperwork when you've got to go, oh, it's over track. We could go have Huevos Francheros right now. We could be having nachos with uh, the sombrero nacho dip like Homer Simpson, but we've got to investigate Verstappen, Hamilton, Alonso, Russell, Norris and Joe. And someone in the FIA just went, should we want, just go for a cerveza? Should we get a couple of Tommy's margaritas? Should we go for a cerveza? A cerveza. And also uh, uh, helmet negs before we get to the race review. Oh, has he done a neg? Well, no, not really. Okay, well then what um, are you doing? So I want to also do Checo uh, spoke about Daniel. He said, Daniel did a tremendous lap and I don't think it's just Daniel who wants my seat. Let's say there are a lot of other drivers who want to be in that seat and it's great. If it's what they deserve, then I'm happy for them. That is a sad way to enter your home race. <laughs> That's so heartbreaking, Checo. Oh. 
Um, but Helmut said um, uh, he praised Ricardo. The other surprise is Ricardo very positive for us, which I think is um, quite telling. I mean, Danny can. Danny's got that. Surely he's got that seat. He outqualified Checo at his home race, and then fit. Well, he could have finished anywhere, and he still would have finished. But they they seem to be keeping their cards very close to their chest, yeah. and anything that would make them or force their hand to commit to one thing or t'other. I think at the end of the season, they'll take stock of available options, see if maybe there's a Lando or somebody else of that level that can come in. If they can't, then maybe look at the cost benefit of taking Daniel versus keeping Checo. I don't I mean, think it's over for Checo, definitely. No, but I think it's amazing for Danny that he sort of, he left, took the money, and now is probably going to come back to a very high-paying team. Like, long game, great job. Yeah, Ho- but ultimately... Horrible four years for the fans. Yeah, but what, long he, what, game. what he wanted was to win, to win Grand Prix. Yeah. And he wouldn't have been on bad money had he stayed at Red Bull. I think it was eight million. And I think he would have won a few more races. I'd stay at Red Bull for eight million. So Danny gets all that money and then just sits at the back for a couple of years and breaks his hand, has one good weekend and gets Checo's seat after Checo has been in the team securing three back-to-back championships. Well, maybe, maybe. That is the insulting, harsh, real, hair-in-your-drain-plug reality of Formula One. But do you think, would you have traded the extra 12 million that you got for three... Grand Prix wins? Uh, no, because everyone will remember Danny Ricciardo forever as a Formula One driver. And three wins doesn't make you an icon or a legend. 20 million means that you can, you know, you can have the cheese board every night forever. I think 8 million means yeah. that as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Also, I don't think he's going to be starved of money in a post F1 environment. Him and his charisma and his vibe. Okay, let's get into the race review for the what's the name of this race? In the time it takes to sing. And that's longer than Checo's race was today. This is the Dirty Air race review for the Formula 1 Grand Premio de la Oh yeah. Cuidad de Mexico 2023. Oh yeah. Formula 1 Grand Premio de la Ciudad. Is that how do you say it? Ciudad. Sweden, oh, City of Mexico 2023. Um, I enjoyed the grid walk. No Brundle. Two hosts, or at least on the British televised version of Formula One, for our uh, fans abroad, welcome. Just asking very good questions about the cars. I don't think I need to see the celebrities. I don't really know, need to know if Will Smith's going to wave the flag. I think a celebrity like any treat would be better if we just got it very, very rarely. And the flugelhorn as well, uh, playing the national anthem as well. Very interesting choice of instrument. And then the a cappella sing song with the kids. Could you talk us through a flugelhorn? A flugelhorn is a small trumpet, but I do not believe it is Spanish. I believe it's German, Mm. hence the name flugel. Mm. Do you like the way that I've started asking, like, uh, could you talk us through what a flugelhorn is? Or uh, asking you questions about the race that the listener might not be aware of. Is this about the race? I've heard, it's not about the race, no. But I, I, I did say or a question about the race. A question about the flugelhorn or a question about the race. Okay. I was not confusing the question about the flugelhorn for a question about the race. Very particular about that. Well, the flugelhorn, I believe, the, um, is not yeah. a Spanish instrument, but it was made famous um, in jazz by Chet Baker because he kept selling his real trumpets to buy heroin. Mm. 
Um, and so eventually he started buying flugelhorns because they were cheaper. But that's not why we're here. Anybody who has any knowledge of Chet Baker or has seen uh, his face over the passage of time and the heroin taking, it's a rather good advert for not, not taking, taking heroin. heroin. I enjoyed the theme tune. I like the the uh, da, 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 the mariachi version. We should do that with every race. Yeah. The German one in a minor key, change it to, oh, it's already in a minor key, but change it to German instruments. Okay. The English one could be um, Chaz and Dave. Yeah, or like Benny Hill. Rabbit, 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 rabbit. Yeah. And he could be chasing, like the, a little man chasing the grid girls around there. <laughs> yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> and then the American one, just electric guitar. Yeah. I mean, they're going to do that in Vegas, aren't they? Yeah, but also they might, if they might do that, they might get Brian May to do ours. And that'd oh, be awful. No, he did it, do it. Oh, no, he did the Queen's Jubilee. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, on a route. He's awful, awful guitarist. Anyway. <laughs> why, um, why do you hate Brian May so much? Because all the solos sound the same. It's just such a horrible he's sound. He's a great guitar player. I'm sure he is, but it's like, he's in, you know. He walked so My Chemical Romance could run. And I thank him for that. Is that your version of the wings of the band that the Beatles could have been? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Formula um, One? Do you like Formula One? I love it. Okay. But I... I I would like to see all the national anthems played with uh, location-specific instruments. We get um, harder in Dubai because I because I don't know what their what their national instruments are, but it would really work in a lot of. I mean, who like they're going to have like Third Eye Blind or or, or uh, Counting Crows or Creed playing the American. I think in anthem, Dubai it would just be like a DJ set in a karaoke bar. Um, with Dane Bowers. That's what they usually have in Dubai. Tiesto. That's their, that's their cultural, cultural input. Yeah. Uh, Song of the Race? It's a Adios Senor Pussycat by Michael Head and the Red Elastic Band. Have you ever listened to that song? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, similarly, mine is Roy Orbison's It's Over. Yeah. It's I think over, we... it's over, it's over. Yeah. It's over. That was Checker. good. Thanks very much. That was good. And that's singer. really, really, yeah, but like you were never a singer like that, were yeah, you? Yeah, I know. I had a, I had a record deal. Um, Dirty Air Driver of the Day? You had a publishing deal. Um, I'm going with Checo. My driver, your driver of the day? Yeah. Okay, yeah. He, look, if you see a gap and you don't go for it, you're no longer a racing driver, Ayrton Senna. If you don't see a gap and you still go for it, you're a racing driver, Checo Perez. I'm going to go for Kevin Magnuson. Really? I mean, it was obviously Lando, wasn't it, in real life? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But um, in fun life, yeah. I think, because, uh, and also me nominating Kevin Magnussen brings us rather quickly into the Formula One race review it really for does. this week, because Haas uh, br bring up the rear, and they have given us something to talk about, because, uh, you know, in the middle of the race, almost exactly in the middle of the race, um, the Haas car, I think, like me, was so bored of having to be a Haas car that it decided to commit suicide. And and the, the wheel just fucked off. It just went, nope, not doing it anymore. Ugh. I am not fucking doing it anymore. Yeah, the back of the car just went, I am sick of carrying the rest of you. <laughs> I'm so oh, bored of don't this. Don't make me go around an another lap. Why am I doing 180 miles an hour all the time? Tell me what the purpose of being this car is. Yeah. If you can't tell me why it had the car had an existential crisis. Yeah. Um, this race reminded me of, I saw Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. 
yeah. uh, yesterday. It's not the catchiest title in the world, is it? No, it's not. Um, and while I enjoyed the movie, about halfway through, I did think, okay, come on, let's crack on here. And that's how I felt after the red flag. Yeah. When the race just happened again, before that lovely bit where uh, Lando just went on an absolute mission. Did your cinema have an intermission when you watched it? Because some cinemas no. have bought intermissions in because the movie's so fucking long. No. And that's sort of what we got. this race It was did. great, wasn't it? It's was a little intermission. Yeah. My son watched the race with us. A cup of tea. Yeah. Some hobnobs. I had a Dairy Milk Marvellous Creations yes. bar in, yes, during did. the Red Flag. Yeah. Much I, to my son's chagrin. Yes, he kept asking for chocolate, but you told him he'd already brushed his teeth. And I didn't want to be the one to say, you know, he could just have the chocolate and then brush his teeth again. Yeah, but I didn't want him before bed to have like a sugar brush. Well, maybe Checo should have had a Dairy Milk bar before his race. Do you think he, what do you think his go-to chocolate bar is? Uh, whatever company pays him the most money. Fair enough. <laughs> I enjoyed the safety car. Um, I enjoyed the virtual safety car I enjoyed the red flag um, I enjoyed that a lot of Mexicans left Right, that doesn't sound great But carry on No, no, but just like It, was, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound no, nice no, but, It sounds quite Trumpy actually No, 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 no What I mean is Is that after like a whole week of pushing the slogan Never give up mm. That thousands of them went Oh, fuck this <laughs> It is boring. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I enjoyed the drivers. This was old school F1 that they finished the race and they went they went and did the little interviews on the corner of the track. No no park fair may. I didn't see that. Was it was it David Coulthard? No, it was Jensen Button. Oh yeah, but who is also kind of interchangeable with David Coulthard now. Uh yes. Both very tight jeans, both love a business shirt. And both are quite handsome in a totally sexless way. I'll give you that, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. In ninth. Wait, hang uh, on a minute. Sorry. Oh, we're go gonna, on. We've got to take a short break before we do the team constructors countdown because we need the money. Um, you can skip through the ad. Well, we've done though. 10, haven't we? So we've started. No, we haven't countdown. done Alphatari. No, 10th is Hass. Oh, it's Hass. Oh, it's what you're going to do with all that. Hass. All that. Hass. Inside them. Hass. Uh, yeah, that the new constructors championship uh, has Hass bringing up the rear. Well, and also a, good, a very important thing to mention about Magnussen's crash is at least we didn't get to see it. I thought when Ocon was uh, like uh, prowling behind um, Hulkenberg, I thought, oh my God, this is exciting. I hope I don't get to see it. <laughs> also, same with uh, Ricardo when he was uh, behind Russell George, yeah. at the end. At least they cut away from it. They cut away from it so we could see Max Verstappen win a race completely alone. Um, completely alone. <laughs> so lonely. <laughs> I don't remember Lewis's dominance having less screen time yeah. than... Max is like Max. I didn't see him in the race. Yeah, you know, in the advert He's break the during the race, champion. they had this advert for Age UK, the charity, mm -hmm. where some old bloke, um, very sweet old man, gets off a bus and he rings up Age UK and he says, "Hello, I'm so lonely at the moment," mm -hmm. and it's a very sad advert. And I think that's probably how Max feels. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, I'm sure lonely. I just can't think of any other format of entertainment where you don't see the lead. Yeah, it's mad. Do you know what I mean? It's like not watching the goals, but it's also it's the shit. It's a it's a problem that the sport has. <laughs> okay, quick break. Uh, we'll be right break. back. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Dirty Air for the uh, review of the uh, Formula One Mexican. Uh, I can't remember the name. The of it city now. of Mexico. The city, Grand the Premio. The Grand City of Mexico. Hashtag Never Give Up. Never Give In Up. In ninth place, Alpha Romeo. 
Oh, they've dropped. Wow, good for them. Bottas starting ninth, finishing 14th. Zhou Guanyu starting 10th, finishing 15th. Alfa Romeo, the, the word on everybody's lips about Alfa Romeo is that they are the new Haas. <laughs> 14th and 15th, they stole their places. You've That's like in the lunch hall. Like Haas are going to come into the lunch hall and see Alfa Romeo there and go, hey, you're sitting in our seats. 14th and 15th belong to us. Get out of my seat. No, but my seat's worse than your seat. Doesn't matter. 14th and 15th is ours. Get out of here. I, I do think when Bottas hit Lance Stroll at the end of the race, I do wonder if Bottas just shunted him and went, happy birthday, like Schwarzenegger, you know? That's cool nice. off. Eyes to see you. Can you shed a little bit of light? Oh, yeah. On why were they so much quicker in qualifying and then just completely unremarkable in the race? I would hazard a guess that they were slower because everyone else was tuned down in qualies, potentially. Is that what happens? Maybe. I mean, apparently that's what Helmut said about Ferrari. Okay. They were bluffing, he said. Is he just like, you know how rappers have a hype man? Is he Red Bull's hype man? Just stood at the back going, yeah. He's just there to stir shit and go, yeah. Christian says, we won that. And Helmut goes, championship. Yeah. <laughs> championship. <laughs> I'm in eighth place. Starting today in 10th place in the constructors, but moving up to eighth is Alpha Tauri. Fucking nosebleed territory. What a day for the Alpha Tauri boys. Uh, we've covered Daniel Ricciardo in praise and other metaphorical uh, substances of... I mean, he could have finished in 15th and he still would have had more of a chance of getting Checo's seat than Checo because he finished the race. He did, yeah. And I think that Danny has, yeah, I mean, a, a great drive, great to see him back, remarkable to see him qualify fourth. But the, the indignity, I'm sure I've already said this, but the indignity of out-qualifying Checo is I will never forget that. I'm interested in why they were so quick this weekend. Why they had, I mean, obviously Yuki They got qualified. a lot of new engine parts. That's what Sonoda got a penalty and started at the back of the track. I mean, Sonoda was in eighth having the drive of his life mm. and all he needed to be, um, to quote Gary Barlow. Oh, don't. Was to, uh, uh, much like we're getting Danny back for good, Mm -hmm. um, Tsunoda needed to Tsunoda needed to try a little patience. Just stay behind Gasly a bit longer. Can you tell us the year you that that was released? Overtake him in three laps. Just be cool, but you're not, and you ruined your race. Can you can you tell us the year that that came out, please? 2010, 2011. Was that long ago? Yeah. Wow. Quite a while now. Uh, when Sonoda was a wee baby. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, yeah, I mean, he did well to recover to get back up to 12th. Yeah. But really, Yuki, calm down. I okay? mean, it's it's him. Um, it, it, it's the a perfect distillation of the the the, the 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 benefit and the drawbacks of Yuki Sonoda as a race driver. Yeah. Incredibly exciting, incredibly driven, incredibly ambitious. Uh, like an exciting driver to watch because he takes those chances, but also a frustrating driver to watch because he takes those chances. Because he's so ruddy, bloody impatient. When I was a kid, right, one Christmas Eve, nine years old, mm -hmm. I got given a big tube of Smarties. Ooh. And my parents entrusted me mm. with the uh, eating and um, distributing the Smarties unto myself. Yeah, And they went, don't eat them all at once. And I went, of course I'm not going to eat them all at once. And I went up to my bedroom and I funneled all of the giant tube of Smarties into my mouth. And I woke up in the middle of the night 
on Christmas Eve slash Christmas Day, and I'd thrown up smarty sick in my sleep. Right. And it had gone o- over the bed onto the secondhand bike that my parents had bought me for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I looked under the bed and I and sick was dripping on my Christmas present. And I went downstairs and the little label said, to Josh, Merry Christmas from Santa. And I ran downstairs to tell my parents that I'd been sick and Santa had come and I'd been sick on my bike. And my parents sat on other ends of the living room just hating each other, right? And my mum went, I was stood at the uh, living room door. My mum went, did you put the uh, bike under Josh's bed? And my dad went, yeah, of course I did. And that's how I found out Santa didn't exist. And and <laughs> well, you look like your heart's breaking. Uh, well, I think I just, I just from remembering this story, because I think I remember back in like 2011, I came over to the place where you were living because mm-hmm. I wanted to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I went, can we do one together? So I just put the recorder in the middle of the table between us. And Did I, I think, tell that story? I think you told that story. Anyway, my point is that... <laughs> yeah, I've completely forgotten that there needed to be a point. <laughs> my point to that story <laughs> is that had I been a little more patient yeah. and distributed the Smarties correctly to myself, mm. I would have not found out that Santa wasn't real and I would have been sick in my Christmas bed. I wonder if my son's still awake and now he knows that Santa isn't real. Oh, no. Um, oh, bollocks. <laughs> oh, no. I think he was sort of getting... I think by nine years old, you should really know, shouldn't you? No, he is real. He, <clears throat> I'm just messing around. He's real. But I think Yuki needs to start <laughs> distributing the Smarties more sensibly. Can we use that metaphor? I mean, you can use it. Yeah, I have. And you I'm, have and I may it. have ruined your son's, the innocence of his childhood. Um, but let's just hope that he's asleep. Um, much like Logan Sargent seemed to be for much of this race. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your, that's, that's great. Well done. In seventh place, Williams, Albon slang 14th, finishing ninth. He's Peter Parker, isn't he? Oh, um, I love him so much. Largo Sargo? No, uh, Albon. Oh, Albon, yeah. Yeah, I want to kiss him upside down in a Spider-Man mask in the rain. Mm. On the face. On the face, yeah. yeah. Cool. Big time. Um, Sergeant, um, starting at the back. Okay, Sergeant got a 10 place grid penalty yesterday, which technically means he's just starting 30th, right? Yeah. How does that work if you're already at the back and you get a 10 place grid penalty? I I mean, I, I, I don't know, but this is the sort of fun that, he's one of the best things about this season. Oh, yeah. Do you know, like, you go and watch like one of those shit middle england plays like a drawing room comedy okay and you've got the sort of nanny or the maid who comes in every now and again and goes oh i wouldn't stick it up there <laughs> like just the, it, when, when there's drama Shouts going on be a fine she'll thing. come in the yeah. middle of the stage and sort of nod to the audience to go oh not with his reputation yeah and everybody how oh, well, that woman's given us some light relief that's good that's what he's doing yeah, see, he's like the maid in an Alan, Ake, an, an Alan Akeborn play for our listeners in the United States. Logo Sargo. Mm-hmm. Tell me about keep him. Keep him in Formula One. For, keep him listen, forever. If we got rid of, I hate to say this, if we got rid of Sainz and Leclerc, I'd be saddened. But if yeah. we got rid of Logo Sargo, I would be devastated. Well, I think I've got some bad news about next season. You can't but... cancel a bad TV show because sometimes it's good to hate watch things. Yeah. Not that I hate Logo Sargo. I'm very fond of him. Um, but I, I mean, what he, I'm just not enjoying him in the traditional way that I would usually enjoy an F1 driver. Well, he's the first Formula One driver, a uh, US Formula One driver to get points since Michael Andretti 30 years ago. So you should show some goddamn respect. God I think it's it. really good that one of us comes with these stats locked yeah. and loaded. Yeah. And I'm glad that it's and you. And you should show some get down on your knees and, and log to the to the goat. Okay. L to the OG. Right. L- Latifi 
gave up his career so we could have this prince, this young prince, this beautiful boy. I'm I'm very I'm very happy to carry on watching Logan Logan Sargent for oh, as yeah. long as call him his real name Largo Sargo. <laughs> um, but I do wonder about the dignity of being that angry when you are a loser. <laughs> why is he so upset it's like come on man because like you can't be that angry with somebody if you're just always losing you can't if he was if it was for hamilton you'd be like yeah i get it but it's it's (laughs) stroll why get angry at stroll he's all over the track um yes logo we know he is but do you know who that is of course he's all over the track he's the worst Oh, I feel for I I I love him, but he's he's it's a it's a anyway. Look, I don't want to be mean to anybody, but he isn't great at Formula One racing. Uh, listen, I'm all in on logo. Uh, sixth place, Alpine. My girlfriend, mon penis sous pour moi. Um, Gasly, eleventh, eleventh. Ocon, fifteenth uh, to tenth, beating off oh. the competition. Okay. Uh, from Gasly, I always, I always. This is what I do. I'll do this for you in like audio form listener so that you can hear, but it does come with a gesture. Uh, this is what I do when Ocon beats Gasly. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that's what I do every time. Yeah, he beat him, but I mean, that's a million dollars in, in extra money. A million dollars. That, that um, Ocon made the team this weekend. Yes. And um, also when he just said, tell us to be ready, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, that and was he, that. And then he took 98 laps. I just think it was a risky thing to go, hey, watch this. Now watch this drive. Do you remember when George Bush said that? Terrorism's bad. Now watch this drive. It's the best. That, and we did watch his drive. We did. We I watched did. Ocon's drive. We watched both drives. Yeah. George Bush's drive mm-hmm. was a good drive. It was. Unlike uh, Logoats, Hargoats. And Gasly, 11-11, um, just, you know, he's having a midfield season. He's having a really unremarkable year, isn't he? Yeah, but I think that Gasly is an 11th place driver. That is just him forever. Yeah, but it's great. Well, gonna... He was the Red Bull number two, wasn't he? he? Look, listen. I mean, I... That, does that, that feel like about 15 years ago now? When Gasly started wearing all those shirts with three buttons open, mm. I started not caring about his career. You're not a fan of that, much. are you? That's, that's another one of Josh's sartorial no-nos. He does have a lovely thick neck. That's why they've all got such high voices, Formula One drivers. Why? Because they've got such strong necks. And the tension of having strong necks and strong musculature in your neck will tighten your vocal cords and produce a higher Is that true? sound, apparently. Wow. I think that's that why Ga- I've got such a lovely deep voice. It's got no muscle here at all. <laughs> but I think that Gasly has a neck where he could get two hickeys and you'd never know. That's how <laughs> like the surface area of his neck is so thick and wide. I mean this is a compliment. Mm. It's very eighties action hero, mm. that neck, isn't it? It's got such a sort of and it has that kind of coarse skin. But he also that has... That sort of sunburn, I've spent too much time on my yacht skin. He doesn't have a very big jaw or mm-hmm. chin. So the sort of, the neck suddenly becomes face. Which as is a, why he's got as that a beard. surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that beard to go, look, I do have please a jaw. Please look at my... Please, look at my jaw. Please acknowledge my face. Yeah. Speaking of acknowledging faces, um, Aston Martin, Stroll, 18th to a dunf. 
an Alonso 13th to a Dunf. I want there to be an explainer yeah. as to the journey of the Aston Martin car this season. Yeah. For some reason, I find it more easy to believe that a car is shit and gets good than is good and gets shit. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because I, the, the, the McLaren journey, they, they had problems, they sorted them out. But with the Aston Martin, like, what did you do? Did you just rip off the Red Bull and then forget how to look at the Red Bull and rip it off anymore? Like, what did you do? Yeah, it's very weird to get that lucky and then, or get that good and then just lose everything that they had going for them. Like, they are, they are, they were third in the constructors, right? Yeah. They're second at some yeah, point yeah, this season, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, early on, like around Australia, that's definitely and now where they're they were. Fifth. What I find remarkable as well is that Alonso, we can tell that Aston Martin is suffering because Alonso's dropped off. Stroll, still doing the same thing he's been doing all season. I mean, he had a good start to the season, didn't he? he? Yeah, when his wrists started working. But yeah. it was he was always he was always a good 10 places behind uh, Alonso. But it was his birthday weekend. Happy birthday, Lance Stroll. Happy birthday, Lance Stroll. What do you Stroll. think he did for his birthday? I think he went to Soho House with like a, a coterie of young, moist French women. I think he had a... Oh, actually, let's just move on to... Uh, <laughs> Fourth place for town. Let's just move on. It's really split you, listener. I, like it's really split you right down the middle. Some of you, I've, I've spoken to you. I've been on tour with Adam Rowe for the past few weeks. A lot of you have come up to me and said how much you enjoy the podcast and asked me if I just wouldn't mind, you know, speaking to Josh and getting him to stop doing his fucking Lance and Raquel act outs. And uh, and some of you go, no, it's really funny. And some of you go, it's really funny in its own right. Some of you need the conflict between me and Josh, me hating him doing this. Because you don't, if you, you listener, don't know how small this room is. Maybe you get some idea of it if you watch the clips. Our knees are touching. Yeah. And they go on for such a long time. And I think that's what makes them. Do you know who else's knees I think we're touching this weekend? Okay. And now moving on. Um, No, I I just think, I'll just say very quickly that I think for his birthday, he, um, he, you know, probably, uh, you know, just had a little little party with some close friends. Yeah. Um, put, put up some bunting. Yeah. Green bunting with a 12 on it. Green bunting with a 12 on it. His favourite position to finish. Played, uh, you know, um, you know, pin the tail on the donkey, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the parties, gives out all the party bags. Each party bag has a slice of cake, a paper hat, a Rolex and £15,000 in cash. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming to my party. Thanks for coming to my party. And he's opening up presents. Every card he opens, he shakes. <laughs> Where's the cash? And then at the end of the party, he's had too much cake and he's sat there, surrounded by presents, but empty inside. And he's alone. He's alone. It's not the music. He's alone in the house and he's just, he's hes had a horrible, horrible season and he just needs some company. He just needs like, some connection. He just needs an emotional connection to a human being. That's what we all need in this life. Life is short. And the, the amount of time that we're on this planet for is so fleeting. And if you can find happiness anywhere, you should take it. And he doesn't know where the happiness is coming from because all he wants in his life is to make his dad happy. And that's a horrible, horrible thing to do because his dad's such a successful businessman and he's sort of racing in his dad's little team and he, but he's still not doing a good job. And then I just think maybe he's sat there reflecting on all this and and in walks uh, the Amazon man. He goes, oh, uh, knock, knock, knock. And he goes, oh, answers the door. Hey, hey. Amazon man goes, oh, I've got a package here for Raquel Stroll. And he goes, oh, she's not here right now. And then just from the up, oh, no, I am here, Lance. And she, Ra- Raquel comes running down and she's in like a little, little, little nighty. 
And she goes, oh, thank you, Mr. Amazon man. What, what's Lance wearing? His, his race overalls. To his birthday party. Yeah, 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 but he's got a badge. He's got a badge saying 26 <laughs> pinned into his own overall. Okay, that's nice information. Thank you. And uh, the Amazon man leaves and um, Raquel goes, oh, it's, how was your birthday party, Lance? He goes, yeah, it was okay. We had a treasure hunt and uh, I like treasure hunts. And it was, we went out in the garden and I didn't know where the treasure was and I had to find it. But I feel sad. She goes, well, Lance, we can have a little treasure hunt right now. He goes, yeah, okay, well, where? And she goes, do you want to find the treasure, Lance? And he goes, I do want to find the treasure, but I'm not entirely sure what you mean. She goes, well, I'm going to go upstairs, and you come upstairs, and I'll show you where the treasure is. Mm-hmm. She goes, is it a fancy dress party? He goes, no, no, it wasn't a fancy Well, I'm going to be wearing goddamn fancy dress when you come upstairs. Mm. Do you like a fancy dress, Lance? Mm. <laughs> right. Do you want to get DRS, Lance? Do you want to open up your rear, my, my rear wing? She goes, Lance, I couldn't help but notice today you got a did not finish. Yeah, yeah, I did not finish. Oh, Jesus, no. I did not finish. Well, Lance, well, Lance, would you like to finish right now? Well, no, the race is over, Raquel. I really... Well, if you come upstairs, I'll show you how to finish. Happy birthday to you and many more in... Fourth place, McLaren Piastri 7, qualified 7th, finished 8th. Yeah. Norris on the drive of his life, 19th, finishing 5th. You look absolutely I've just totally gone off this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Norris just having the season of a lifetime. Yeah. You're still stuck in the Lance thing. Yeah, it's quite, I don't know if you know this, Josh, but it's actually quite hard to recover from. It's just so, you're so near to me. It's all so disgusting. It's not real. I know, but it's, it's, it, I, I think it's your, I don't know whether I hate it because it makes me horny or because, like, you're, I didn't consent to feeling horny during mm. the podcast. So I have to, like, be disgusted. Do you think anyone gave him the bumps on his birthday? Um, I am really <laughs> impressed with Lando Norris this year. <laughs> I am really impressed with, I think he's a, just such a good driver in Piastri. They've got it's such a strong team. You there. sounded like you were about to say good little driver. They're, they're, they're I both, mean, they're all good they're little both, drivers. They're both good little drivers. Every F1 driver is a good little driver. They're both tiny little 22-year-old, you know, happy-go-lucky scamps, aren't they? Yeah. The McLaren boys. Yeah. They're really fucking likeable. Yeah. Or that they, they weren't, but they're getting more likeable. Lando, uh, when he went past Piastri, went, thank you. Yeah. And I would think, oh, fuck off. Why don't you fuck off? You know? <laughs> Why? Cause, thank you. Don't think you. Don't, that's, like, you're being smug. He is quite smug, isn't oh, he? Oh, he's very smug. But you know what? If I was a 22-year-old that had had, or 25, however old Lando is. He's 22 or 23. Um, I would be um, quite smug as well. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I completely understand it. It doesn't mean I have to like it. And Piastri doesn't seem that smug. And Piastri is also a 22-year-old millionaire. And so is, you know, Ocon was. And there are, there are a bunch of them are 22-year-old millionaires. Whilst I think it explains his attitude quite well. I just thought, thank you. Like, oh, yeah, not before time. Let me pass this little run. And now I'm, now I can chase down everybody. And to be fair to him, he did. And he drove brilliantly. And no doubt when he's winning a world championship, I'll really get behind it. It does feel like... They're team of the season, aren't they? They really are. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean like Red Bull had... No, yeah, but Red Bull had won, but it's boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. at least with McLaren, you're like, oh my God, look, let's let's just watch him go. Yeah, if you if you if you wrote a book on the story of each team's journey through the year, I, I that that'd be one of the first ones I'd pick up. Mm-hmm. And Red Bull, interestingly, would be one of the last. I'd, I'd like a up. story on Lance's year. Well, I'm sure you could write it. <laughs> In third is Ferrari. I don't know if you remember this, uh, listener, not Josh. When we first started the podcast, we used to have a thing that where we would refer to Carlos Sainz as Garfunkel, mm-hmm. um, owing to his status in the team as the second driver in that uh, Garfunkel, in Simon and Garfunkel, was the sort of secondary artist, wasn't he? To mm-hmm. the, the, or historically has become that. Uh, yes, the, yeah. the, the kind of the, 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 the luminosity of the genius of uh, Paul Simon was quite a hard thing to overthrow. But they're kind of seemingly, that's gone. Yeah, they're just being a good team. Uh, fourth and third, started in first and second, not the result they wanted. Yeah, also, I mean, why are Ferrari the only team that talk about having a plan? I It's, what are they, every... So uh, what my big question is to the Formula One know-it-alls out there... Are all teams going, we're going plan A today, we're going plan B today, we're going plan... And we don't hear it. And we don't hear it. And for some reason, the people at Sky only let us hear what plan Ferrari are going with. Or are they the only ones going, we're going plan A today? Yeah, and and that's a good decision. Uh, What's plan A? Is it win? Because clearly plan A is win. Like plan Z is not win. I think they probably went with plan C then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then they said halfway through the race, they were like, are we going to go with plan A, option B, forward slash win? HTTP, yeah. colon, forward slash, forward slash, www.planA.com, forward slash. So stupid. How far down the alphabet does that go? Is there a plan H? Well, we had a running joke for a while when they would say what plan they were doing and then one of them would drive into a wall. <laughs> and, like, we would use... Like, we would start going, like, in, we'd use the Cyrillic alphabet, wouldn't we? That was quite yeah. a good bit that we'd do. And now, they're, they're not an embarrassment of a team anymore, are they, Ferrari? The exciting thing is, Ferrari, like McLaren, like Mercedes, like, I, I kind of think this about Williams, but, of course, they aren't going to reach the same heights as the other teams I've mentioned. But they're all on the way up. And they're all building towards something that is better than where they currently are and better than where they have been. So it 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 allows me dare to dare to dream that next season might be a good thing. Uh, they've been second a bunch and still haven't won since two thousand and seven when they last won a championship. But all of the reliability issues that were a problem for those three teams do not seem to be present. And even when they were winning and even when they were more competitive, they still had these reliability issues that don't seem to be such a big problem recently. Uh, Second place, Hamilton sixth to second and Russell eighth to sixth. Um, Hamilton doing quite a big junk adjustment before the race. I don't know if you saw that. Mm -hmm. Right before he gets in the car, he likes to... Likes to give his old twig and berries a bit of a shuffle, doesn't he? Well, I was it's the only um, driver I've seen you really see do that. Well, maybe that's again, maybe it's like the Plan A thing. Maybe they're all doing it. It's just that's the one that's kind of meat you and to two see. veg. Yeah, he gives it a bit of a and it, and I'll be honest with you, it looks like uh, it looks like Impressive? there's some heft. Okay, looks like there's some heft in those overalls. Okay, because it's a full-handed job. Do you ever use the rowing machine at the gym? Yes, I find the testicles mine. Mm-hmm. To be my biggest drawback in the whole affair. I I hate rowing whilst having the knowledge and sensation 
of my penis and two testicles. <laughs> I hate it. I don't know where to put them. Do you put them below your thighs or above your thighs? It's not, well, you don't know where to put them. You, just, you can't put them anywhere. They're, well, you they're where you can, they are. You can put your bollocks beneath your thighs for the rowing or above your thighs. I don't for think the mine have quite as much extenditure as that. Oh, well, unlucky. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's something to brag about. But what is something to brag about was Lewis Hamilton's overtake. Well, that's your third fantastic segue. Well, it's your second good segue. To quote your Patrick Stewart in, in uh, Extras, on the grass. Yeah. Um, that was one of the best overtakes I've seen this year. Not because it was perfect car placement, it was shoddy car placement, but to be on hard tyres and go on the grass mm. and come away cleanly and not just careen into the Ferrari. Mm. Take note, Checo. Mm. Checo was on the tarmac and he couldn't stay on the on the track. He was on the road and he still absolutely chunked it. Yeah, Lewis went on the grass, brought up a big plume of dust and still got the overtake done. Was the other really good overtake when Norris took Russell? Yes. There was another one that happened on a corner and they were kind of parallel for what felt like too long and it it, it felt like they were about to come bash to blows. Into, yeah. Come to blows, exactly. Mm -hmm. But they didn't and it was good. Yeah, that overtake was fantastic and it really feels like Hamilton's gotten his mojo back i don't know that's just he's putting his cock in a better place while he's in his uh driver's seat but uh he certainly feels happier and i think like what i just said about the team being on the up i think he can sense that and it's improving his performance he's really positive on the radio at the moment how's the balance oh the balance is great man that's quite, good, quite a good impression thank you and the car the car car um yeah and also uh <laughs> I really, I enjoyed the... Nice to hear Bono back on the radio, oh, isn't it? Missed him. Oh, Bono, how we've missed you. Mm. Nice to hear him back on the telly, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's all about bloody GP. Yeah. At the minute. We want Bono. We want, we want our Bono back. Give us back some Bono. Put Bono... Uh, hashtag bring back Bono. Yes. I, I will love him till the end when of Lewis the world. Went, it's a long stint on this tyrant, man. And Bono just went, every opportunity, mate. Basically, he went, shut the fuck up, Lewis. Mm. <laughs> But I've missed that. Yeah, it's a long way on this tyre. Uh, Lewis, um, yes, it is a long way on this tyre. It's because we don't have a good car, so just shut up and drive it. And he did. And he did. He drove it to second. 20 points away from on Paris. A fucking, he did half the race on a medium. Yeah. Or more, more than that. Yeah. And also, George, listen, George, stop snitching on all the cars in front of you, okay? Stop being a hall monitor, all right? No one likes a snitch. It feels quite Checo, doesn't it? Yeah. The desperate flailing arms of somebody who's drowning. Scientist weaving! Sides is weaving. Yeah, okay, we know he is. Of course he is. That's that's what people do. They play dirty. Mm. Just drive. Shut up and drive. And in... Can you name the artist? Uh, Shut up and drive was Rihanna. Yeah. Yeah. First place goes to... Ma Honda. Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen. And Sergio Perez with a DNF. Max very angry at the red flag. Oh, we didn't need to stop. Why are we stopping? The fire was out. Well, because the wall is gone, Max. But at least he got a chance to have a little complain. Yeah. And he does like to do that. Nothing scarier in Formula One than a um, consolation hug from Christian Horner. When Horner puts his arm around you and goes, hey, mate, don't worry about it. We got you. Huh? It's not your mm. fault. It's not your fault that on the opening lap when you started in fourth, you decided to go for first and took a gap that wasn't there and cut off two cars going 200 miles an hour, which flew you off the track. If I had done that on the Xbox on F1 2023 and that had happened to me, I'd have gone, that was stupid of me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a, I'm a fucking halfwit when it comes to Formula One. 
Yeah, I don't know what I'm like that, and that would have been like, oh, I won't do that because that'll happen. Yeah, it's just so fucking stupid. And Christian Horner, I've thought exactly the same thing when he had his hand. Like, is that consolation? The, the hand on the shoulder. It, it look. Is it consolation or violence? It's both. It and it, it is both. Yeah, and it's exactly like a, any fans of Boardwalk Empire will be um, familiar with Stephen Graham's great portrayal of Al Capone, mm. but. No matter what he's saying at any given moment, there is still the implication of very, very nearby violence. We're going to get a shower, get some grub, and figure out who to kill. Is that a line? That's, yeah, it's from Paul Kemper. That's great. Uh, that is, uh, yeah, Horner is that, isn't mm. he? He's just, the, he's just the guy going, hey, don't worry about it, man, don't worry. And then he's just going to do a Joe Pesci. Yeah. That guy talks too much. Um, so, Checo, we hardly knew you. Um, <laughs> and God love you. It's been fun. It has. See you in IndyCar. Um, yeah. See. See you. Uh, we hope you're not lactose intolerant. And also, he chunked it on a right turn, and now for the rest of his career, he's only going to have to make left turns when he does NASCAR. Hey, that's so, so nice. No, but in all seriousness, that was heartbreaking. But this has been um, Dirty Out. Is there anything you'd like to plug before you do that? Uh, like and subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Like and subscribe. It's an incredibly important for indie podcasts. We don't have a huge radio conglomerate behind us. We don't have anything. Please like, subscribe, follow, tweet, share our reels or TikToks, whatever you see. And um, this, was, this was this week's podcast. I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this was Dirty Air. Oh, and rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>